You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's leading boutique wealth manager. With me today is Lloyd Uren, and we're going to talk about interest rates rising. And the piece that Lloyd kindly sent me says the following, take action to prevent rate hikes derailing your retirement savings. A lot of people, Lloyd, welcome by the way, a lot of people might say, well, actually, rate hikes are actually quite good because that means you get more return in your money market accounts or just your normal deposit account, but clearly not the case. Well, hi, Lindsay. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Um, Pleasure. Yeah, I think I think the current state in South Africa is um, people are not investing as much as they are spending. So um, interest rates tend to have a negative effect because you're now having to pay more money in on things like your your interest-bearing loans and bonds and credit cards and so forth. So the interest rate hikes actually don't benefit you as much because we're not holding as much money or saving or investing as much money as we would like to. What I like about this article is it starts at the beginning and the first paragraph that really caught my eye is eliminate short-term debt first. So what you're saying is interest rates are going up, so you have to take things it's stage by stage, if you like. So eliminate short-term debt first. What do you characterize as short-term debt, please, Lloyd? Sure. Well, short-term debt's um, the... The quickest one I go to is sort of things like credit cards and uh, bank overdrafts. I'm actually a fan of of using credit cards, but I I'd say using them responsibly and in a, a manageable ways works out well for you. But I think we don't get often get given the the financial education of how to use them properly and make sure that we're not going into debt with them rather than using the facilities. So. I think a lot of people see, oh, I've got a 10,000 rand limit. Let me use all of the 10,000 rand. And then suddenly you have um, an emergency expense come up and then you've got about 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 into overdraft on that. And that's when the the bite of interest really starts to take its hold because um, you're paying sort of additional higher interest rates on those loans because you're expected to pay them off sooner. Um, So, yeah, I think... um, just sort of giving people the understanding of how to maybe use half of your credit facility month to month because it is obviously paid off later. Yeah. Um, that's, that's how you sort of improve your credit and you don't um, get yourself into short-term debt and, and have to worry about that. I agree with you, by the way, about credit cards. I think if you use them properly, they're an incredibly useful financial tool. And you talk about, uh, in, in, an, in another paragraph, you say there are plenty of proven strategies you can use to pay off short-term debt. The avalanche and snowball methods, as you call them, are two popular approaches, or you can simply consolidate your debt into one manageable monthly payment. And I think the last one is pretty good. Get everything together and do something about it to the best of your abilities, your financial abilities, that is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think especially for um, South Africans in, in our context, we have we tend to have a few ongoing debts or things that we're financing at the same time. So instead of trying to figure out how to do each one, you can um, pass it on to a credit union who will sort of consolidate it into one and say, here's your one premium you pay for the month uh, to to reduce your debt and um, I think that that becomes a lot more manageable for a lot of people who would rather not um, have to worry about many things and rather just focus on one tick one box rather than 20. 
Okay, so you take things one step at a time. Second interesting observation that you make is invest for retirement. Now, that sounds like an obvious statement, but you say, oddly, and I'm quoting you here, oddly, saving for retirement is often seen as a grudge purchase. When I think of grudge purchases, Lloyd, I think of insurance and that sort of thing. But you say that for some people, investing for retirement is also a grudge purchase. Yeah, well, uh, I when I read this article, I kind of took it from the standpoint of trying to consider people of my peer group and sort of people in their, their late 20s, early 30s. And um, I understand because I'm one of them, we like to live now and enjoy what's happening now. And it's hard to think about the future. So it's kind of like, I need to be paying off this bill, this bill, this interest rate, all of that. It becomes kind of like, I'd rather sort that out so I don't have to worry. And then I'll figure out the future later on. But I've always been a fan of um, numbers, and I think I referenced it in my other article, was that numbers don't lie. And if you, I know sort of putting money away now and leaving it for a long time is very difficult to sort of see the future benefit. But um, so if, if you've put your money into, example, an S&P 500 index fund, and you leave it there for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years until you retire, the earnings and the returns you make on that is historically much higher than inflation, which is what we're trying to beat typically. And also just to make your money work for you is something that's hard to convey to people of, of my age group currently. But when you sort of can show people this is what the numbers look like long term, so sort of try and not focus on what's happening right now too much and think about what you need in the future. I think as we can find a balance between living now and living and investing for the future, it's, it puts us in a much better stead. This is an interesting one. Build wealth with long-term debts. You embrace debt in a way because you say one type of debt that can be very useful is long-term debt, like a mortgage or a student loan. And you go on to say that the magnitude of the obligation can seem overwhelming, but the long time frame helps to reduce the monthly burden. So it doesn't all get sort of front-loaded, if you like. You just do it over a period. And whether you've got a 20 or a 30-year mortgage, whatever it is, it is something that you should, I suppose, tailor-make to your own needs and your own requirements and your own abilities absolutely and i think um it kind of maybe that presents a more palatable opportunity for people trying to grow wealth instead of in sort of putting money into an investment portfolio where you're not sure how it grows and moves and all of that and you worry about markets if you sort of invest in something like financing your first home or or something like that, then you can see where your money is going. You're building your equity. It's a platform to stand on, live in, and um, you're sort of building your nest egg and you get to the benefit of living it as well. So it is something tangible for you to sort of have a say, this is what I've got. And it's uh, yeah, much more visible and palatable and you can see where you're going with it. And the other thing which I think some people might not understand is, again, you make a very good point. You say you could always extend the term of a loan to lower the monthly premium. So if you go to your financial services provider, bank, whatever it is, and say, listen, uh, I'm, I'm a bit stretched at the moment. Can I add another few years to the term of this loan? They will be willing to listen to you, will they? They will. I think... Um people neglect to realize that interest is how banks make their money um, yeah. by giving out loans. So I don't, banks will not be dissatisfied with having 10 more years of interest payments to them. But on the other hand, it does give you the opportunity to sort of lighten the burden on your, uh, on your expenses. Uh, so 
as much as it maybe it, it does incur a little bit of extra interest over time, it does at least give you, um, if you are more present focused and want to handle things currently, um, just having that lower sort of expense on your account is, is much easier to manage. Right. The final paragraph is uh, sort of consolidating what we've just been talking about. Uh, you say the comparatively yes. short-term shock of higher rates, which we've been enduring, uh, not just in South Africa, but worldwide, will be challenging in 2023, but not insurmountable, you say, if you have a robust financial plan in place. And if you don't know where to start, you go on, or want to check that your plan is feasible, reach out to a qualified financial advisor, this is where Brent has wealth comes in, of course, who can help you navigate these choppy waters. Okay, that's good news. And then you can always adjust things once interest rates start coming down again, which I think they will, Lloyd. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the real challenge for investors is understanding that things happen, things that happen currently are seem damning but over the long term we forget the benefits and how things tend to trend upwards again you know like i think often we always remember the bad things but we never remember the good things that follow so everyone remembers the the financial market crashing but a 10-year plus bull market followed thereafter so as financial advisors we want to help investors stay invest for long as possible and reap the benefits of the market fluctuations as they go up even with when there are times of of downturns and yeah we want people to be invested for as long as possible and we want to help them reach their financial goals and so that's really what we at Brentos are trying to do and uh, yeah we hope we can do that for our clients. Very good very final question as well I gather from earlier comments that you made during this interview that you are a sickeningly young person compared Correct. to me have you <laughs> have you started your retirement plan already Lloyd I mean it must be drummed into you every single day at Brentos because that's what you're all about have you started be honest with me please. Uh, to be very honest, I have not done a hell of a lot into it, Lindsay. I have um, had a, a minor windfall recently, so I've I've moved that into a um, investment account. Nice. Um, but yeah, as I, I know, <laughs> I have a long time, but I'd, I'd rather start as soon as possible. So I'm probably in the best place to be able to to help figure out where to go with my money. And um, the plan is to start slowly but surely. Um, investing in in myself and um, securing my own financial future so that I can yeah. help others do the same. It's never too early to start for retirement, I think. And that's a lesson that Correct. a lot of South Africans that are maybe in a position where they look back and say, I wish I'd have done exactly what Lloyd has done. But anyway, Lloyd, that yeah. was uh, very insightful. Thank you very much for your time. That was Lloyd Uren, and he is from the Stellenbosch office of Brenthurst. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.